0: Welcome to Radio 1's For The Culture podcast. The History of Black Music. Grab your energy drinks and get ready for the go-go. In this episode, join Radio 1 personalities Vic Jagger and DJ Rico as they tell the history of a genre that is simply the heartbeat of DC, go-go music. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe for future and previous episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Without further ado, I welcome you to Radio 1's For the Culture podcast, The History of Go-Go Music. Welcome to Radio 1's For the Culture podcast, the history of Black music. We're your host, Dick Jagger.
1: And of course, me, your boy, DJ Dirty Rico. What's happening? So in this episode, we're giving you the history of a genre that is simply the heartbeat of D.C. It's called Go-Go Music. And if you don't know what Go-Go Music is, you're going to enjoy the ride.
0: Buckle up, okay? (laughs) First and foremost, we are both D.C. natives. I was born and raised in Southeast Washington, D.C.
1: Rico, uh, you're yeah. from Southeast, too, though. I'm from Southeast, too. <laughs> I'm from <laughs> Southeast, D.C. Congress Park Boy, Malcolm X, <laughs> school, Green, come on, man. It's born and raised right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think the whole thing is for folks who are actually born and raised in Washington, D.C., they pretty much know a whole lot about go-go music, but there's some things in detail that even folks in DC are not too sure. I was about to say, this is such a perfect
0: platform to learn about the history of Go Go, especially because you are like a Go Go historian and not just because you like studied, you know, the music and things like that. You were actually there. Like, even before I was even able to go to Go Go's, you know, like just being surrounded by my family and their friends and just you know, embracing Go-Go, it's the heartbeat of DC. It's the heartbeat of our city. You know, I went to the Go-Go's before I went to the club. So that's how, you know what I mean? That's how yeah. Go-Go was for DC and for people from DC. Now, Rico, you basically used to uh, go to the clubs with the bands yeah, and help them out. Yeah. Did you bring the equipment? You used to bring the equipment and all, all those type of things.
1: Well, see, I used to bring the equipment in. I used to be one of the key roadies for uh, Rare Essence. I right, was right. Uh, one of the roadies for uh, EU, for uh, little Benny in the Masters when Lil Benny left from Rare Essence. And I also ended up being along with Trouble Funk on a whole lot of their things because my brother Dave was a saxophone player for Trouble Funk at that time. See, um, I just
0: needed to. I just needed to set the scene. Like he knows <laughs> what he's talking about. Okay, when it comes right. to go-go music, he lived it. <laughs> right. He was there.
1: And, I mean, it's like before, even before becoming, you know, a DJ on a radio platform, I was a roadie, and I kind of like had been stuck into doing so much with the bands, and not just with the bands, but also with DJ Cool because I was DJ Cool's roadie. Man. So. It's like coming into the formula of what go-go music was, is, and is pushing to be is kind of like my my whole thing, my method of music. Still soaring.
0: So let's take it back to to the beginning. In the 70s, you know, Chuck Brown, and yes, he has earned that title as the godfather of go-go. Chuck Brown means so much to the city and at least for me, I know learning about just him as a musician first, you know what I mean? And then the birth of Go-Go and that whole process, it was just so amazing to me. And to see Chuck perform, you know, just knowing how the longevity of it and to see when I started going to the clubs that Chuck was still killing the stage. So talk about the 70s and how Go-Go really
1: came about? Well, me uh, being a 70s baby, yeah. I know. Well, I know. You know what I'm saying? What, <laughs> listen, I'm learning too, okay? <laughs> I'm
0: sitting here like, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, with, uh, with Chuck Brown, it was something different coming from North Carolina and being in D.C. And mm-hmm. with him actually being here and um, should I say more or less putting the power to the word Go-Go. Came down that, He never stopped at one point during an event, during a party. And when he did, he just kept going. The band kept, you know, cranking, kept tuning up. And he just kept hitting the guitar and popping the string. And when the crowd basically realized that it was no stopping to the music, that the continuation of the music kept going, the party kept just like coming into an uproar. Drums, congress, like every instrument, it was just a party. Because normally you know how you would see some bands in concert back in the day, you know, it's one track hit a boom stop. You know, you might talk in between the song, boom, 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 stop. Thank you very much. And you talk in the middle of nah, it was a ongoing thing. So it was constantly just going. So that's where Chuck got the push play of go-go. Like just keep going, keep rolling, don't stop. Just yeah. keep rolling. And-, and, and for and
0: for Chuck to reach the mainstream success that he did. Okay. Right. How, listen, how many times has Bustin' Loose been sampled? I mean, it's like the most it, sampled song.
1: Yeah. It, it, when, in hip hop. When you look at, when you look at music, you look at Nelly, you look at the Oreo situation, <laughs> Oreo cookies. There's <laughs> uh, so many other situations, so many other times that it's been sampled. And not even just that song itself, but also, Blow your whistle. Yeah. A lot of people think the the Tambourine joint is Eves. That's Chuck yeah. Brown. the Tambourine, that's Chuck Brown. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. So when it comes down to go-go music, you got Chuck Brown. You got Trouble Funk. You got you got EU. You got Rare Essence. And you have so many bands that have been in go-go music that have been transcended into hip-hop music and the R&B swag. Um, and now, even into the gospel form, because you got gospel mm. fans that are forming, so it's like Chuck Brown just kind of like did that whole Wizard of Oz thing and made everybody follow the yellow brick road, you know <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense to
0: you no and- no, no, I get it, I get it, and I just feel like you know, at least with with Chuck Brown and his influence on not just go-go music and you know the bands that were to follow but on the music industry as a whole and that speaks to how infectious our sound is how people try to recreate it and the funniest part about it is you know especially when I was in college you are surrounded by people who are not from DC the Mm -hmm. first thing they say is oh you like that go-go music oh, I've heard that go-go music. All y'all doing is banging on buckets. All y'all doing is banging on you know, drums. It's just drums. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not just drums. These are musicians. Do y'all understand? These are musicians. These are people who have grown up in DC, who have listened to Chuck Brown, who have taken what he started and really formed it into their own sound. So you have different sounds within go-go in itself and it continues to evolve
1: well let me give you this when you talk about the bands with the instrumentation you look at bands from riz and the boys from amfm from class band from pump and ledgers from mighty peacemakers man so, you 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 really taking it <laughs> they, yes I, is from trouble Funk. You know, the horn section from when it come down to Southeast Sounds, from the Hucklebucks, from Northeast Groovers, from, I mean, it, it's I can keep going. And it's like when you look at how Rare Essence had the horn section pumping off, the mm-hmm. horn section pumping off, you have so many bands that have that same formula as, if it were, an earth wind of fire and okay. if it were uh ready for the world as if it were Marvin Gaye's orchestra or Barry White's orchestra or if it's a Maze featuring Frankie Beverly you have these bands that can get down with the bigger bands and have the bigger bands actually respect them for what just what you said the musicianship and it's like when it comes down to it Chuck lay the groundwork for everybody to should i say get musically inclined and work on that one accord and know how to click them sticks and get the action
0: absolutely and he was always a champion for the evolution of go-go so oh, it wasn't like you were not gonna hear chuck brown say oh no i don't you know i don't listen to that i don't like that no he was for it he wanted the younger bands to come up He. Is that a Chuck Brown? Do you have a Chuck Brown bobblehead? I have a Chuck Brown bobblehead. <laughs> that is such a collector's item, yo. Definitely. Are you willing to sell me your Chuck Brown bobblehead? I know you're not, but I just had to dollars. ask. For, for one dollar. Let me saving now. But you know. Chuck Brown really, even with the Go-Go bands that came that started to form and evolve after Chuck Brown, right? A lot of the songs that Go-Go covered, that was one of the biggest things that people, people were like, you know, oh, this band, you know, did a Anita Baker song. Or, you know, this, that, that song. We used to think that certain songs originated with the go-go bands okay mm-hmm. it was like a mainstream radio hit would actually the go-go band would cover it and we and it would actually be better <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can okay it would be better than the song that came on the radio yeah. it would be a song that that the go-go that a go-go band would hit and we'd be like oh this is rocking and you hear it on the radio and be like nah i like the go-go version better <laughs>
1: You had somebody like LL Cool J, actually hear Chuck Brown play "I'm Bad" in New York City. Mm. You actually had somebody like um, Anthony Hamilton heard the Backyard Band play coming from where I'm from in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You actually had somebody like Jill Scott embrace the Godfather, Go Go Chuck Brown. Absolutely. When he heard him play at the 930 Club on his birthday and then turn around and get into a studio session and record a song with the godfather, Go-Go Chuck Brown. So you have so many you have so many verbals of our music, of Go-Go music that has been, okay. should I say, twist with the voices of that national stage, that R&B artist, that rap artist. Overnight scenario, rare essence, man, can I tell
0: you how and i and I know you were in the scene at this point, but i I remember when jay z's song came out, right, <laughs> and he was doing you know, and he was going through it and and we were like, Hold on, that sounds
1: kind of familiar <laughs> like yeah. hold on. The is Jay doing of- Essence? It's the call and response. And and, and that's yeah, what I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, a whole, lot, a whole lot of go-go music is built and thrive on the call and response. Y'all tired yet? Hell no. Y'all ready to quit? It's the call and yes. response. And
0: all you wanted to do was hear your neighborhood. You wanted to hear your name. You wanted Chuck. You wanted... Big G, you wanted uh, uh, James Funk, you wanted somebody to say your name or to say your neighborhood. Yeah. And that was like the biggest thing for everybody.
1: Now, and speaking of the Southeast side of Washington, D.C., a -hmm. lot of people uh, do know, I'm not going to say they don't know, a lot of people do know that Rare Essence established their sound in Southeast. Mhm. A lot of people do know EU established this sound in Southeast. Speak on it. A lot of people might not know <laughs> that somebody like Frank Sirius, a.k.a. Scooby of now um, Sirius Company mm-hmm. established this sound all over in D.C. because he's an Eastern Rambler. He's a Northeast, Southeast guy, <laughs> but he's a major junkyard band fan. Junk you Band, the first go-go band to actually land on a major label.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and might I add, now, I love all of our bands, okay? But even you know, my absolute favorite go-go band is the Junk you Band.
1: Oh, I already know that.
0: Hands down. That's a given. Hands down. That's a given. Okay. <laughs> I used to buy every junkyard tape and you know for those of you who don't know you know in dc back in the day of course we had cassette tapes we you know when you used to have the the guys come to the barber shop you know selling dvds and cds and all that we had this place called pa palace you know and every uh show was recorded so if you went to the essence show you know january 3rd you know, 1997. You were going to want that PA tape from that show if they were rocking hard. You like, oh, I got to get. Do you have a PA tape, Rico? That's Don't what I'm screwing. talking about. Don't be us. <laughs> what does that say? 91695. 9, That's what I'm talking about. Never
1: going anywhere.
0: Never. That's what I'm talking about. And that was like the biggest thing in DC. Like you wanted to get that tape, especially and, if it was a night that they were just going in.
1: And I got to give a whole lot of love to a whole lot of us mm-hmm. that would come to the Go-Go's with our boom box. Before they actually, before they actually started. Before they did it. it. They actually started to, to us, we had boom boxes. Yeah. Like, we would have had the boombox and we would stand in front of the speaker. Much love to my man, Gogo Orlando. I got to shout out Gogo Orlando. Yeah. Gogo Orlando is one of the guys that's been in Gogo music, and he's never been a part of a band. But he's a fella who still carries his boombox, will come to the Gogo, stand in front of the speaker, and will dance the night away. But that was how we actually, back in the day, got the PA tapes before they actually started making the PA tapes. Okay, you know? Yeah. We had boom box standing. Like, if you was this close, you would still party. And you had the boom box. And, and you would go home. And
0: after a while, they like, ho,
1: ho, 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 ho. ho. <laughs> <laughs> hold on now. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> so, you know, it was like um, the PA tapes, the VHS tapes, the beta tapes, then the DVDs. Um, all of that was the love that came about from the Capitol Center. Every, Man. everybody that was coming up in in the formula with me about it. If you did not go to the Capitol Center, if you've never been to, how the- would you want to rub this in my face?
0: Yeah, I got you. you know that is the one go go event in the history of go go that I can watch the videos i can hear the music and i am upset that i was not able to experience the cap center so you have to you have to explain how important this this show was how big this show was
1: this this show at the capital center for the for the capital for the capital center to be as big as it was back in the day and to Mm -hmm. have The Go Go's sell out the Capitol Center without a national artist was like one of the greatest Go Go's of all time. That will, it will never be another Capitol Center. And for the record, don't think the Capitol
0: Center, the Cap Center was in DC. No. Okay.
1: Landover.
0: <laughs> Landover, Landover. Landover, Landover. Landover, Landover. Landover,
1: Landover. You know you got to say Landover twice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with everybody, I'm telling you, it, it came up to the actual day of. Everybody right. went to the madness shop. Everybody got bucket hats. Everybody had their, their, their fresh outfits. Everybody was lined up just as if we were going to see Maze featuring Frankie Beverly in our all-white. Everybody sang fresh. And it was the, when I say it was the best show ever, the line was from the door down through the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And was nobody, nobody was late. Everybody was on time. Everybody wanted to be in there. It was it was the flies that wanted to beat us in the door. <laughs> the flies couldn't beat us in there. And I was just so, you know, I was happy to be again one of the roadies for the show. This is where you got to see the showmanship from Junkyard, Little Ben in the Masters, Rare Essence, Chuck Brown back. Man. Um, I, I mean just every- the lineup. Just just hearing it. I just and
0: seeing it actually, I saw I, I can only watch the videos. But when I say it's just a nonstop party, yeah. and that is just the essence of what go-go music is. To anyone that's in DC, that's from DC, that loves go go music, you already know if you go into a cookout, if you are, you know, having a house party oh, yeah, or whatever, yeah. it's gonna be go go. Yeah. Okay. They they they'll turn
1: the hip hop off. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, if you if you are in in the DMV period, DC, Maryland, or Virginia, you're guaranteed there's some go-go music. And let's be clear,
0: because this okay, go-go originated in DC, just to break it down for everybody. Go-go originated in DC. DC is surrounded by Maryland and Virginia, and a lot of the Clubs. That's why we call it the DMV for those who don't know what DMV stands for DC, Maryland, Virginia. But a lot of the clubs were not only in DC, but they were surrounding, you know, the area they were in Maryland. You go to VA and go to a show. And oh that was the one thing about go-go. It doesn't matter how far out VA yeah, the, a, a band is performing yeah. or how far out Maryland. Listen, I had. Folks at Morgan State, my first year at Morgan State, I have folks at Morgan State who did not like go-go, who did not believe in go-go, and who really, what everybody does, you know, that whole, ah, y'all just, it's just a bunch of noise. No, you have to experience a go-go. If you have never been to a go-go, you really have to experience this live music because it's live music, everybody's playing their instrument. You have people rapping, you have people singing. And once they experienced that, when Backyard came to Baltimore, yeah. okay, Baltimore, yeah. and rocked out, they said, oh, man, we had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was such a, a, a great experience just to have them, you know, be a part of that moment and really
1: respect and understand our sound. So let me give you this. When you say far in Virginia, I'm talking about Culpepper. Yes. I'm talking about Richmond. I'm talking about Richmond. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking about, about Richmond. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Virginia Union. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm talking about Old Dominion, uh, uh, as they were called, ODU. Yeah. I, 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 I'm talking about a, as far down in Virginia to uh right when you get to rocky mountain north carolina yeah yeah and i mean it's like when you when you're talking about yeah there you go a plus (laughs) the 804 yeah when you when you think about it it was so many shows that we would have as far as the bands being in so many different areas Mm -hmm. i'm talking about all the way up as far as Frostburg. I'm talking about... um, And
0: it didn't have to be mainstream. Like, it was something for us. And if you you experienced it, or like I said, if you've never heard Go-Go and you actually went to a Go-Go and felt that energy, then you understood, you know, why we loved it so much. And I know with the success of EU, shout out to Sugar Bear, shout out to EU, you know, Sugar Bear being... On this national platform, Spike Lee, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. School days. I remember watching the video. I remember hearing uh, uh, EU Sugar Bear Salt and Pepper on the radio Mm -hmm. and just being super nice. And size is a a word that we use, which means (laughs) excited. (laughs) It's a word in DC that we use that really means excited or hype. So I was very (laughs) psyched. I was psyched to see, you know, salt and pepper and sugar bear. And it was just, it was different. And I don't know, you know, I just know that that was a turning point and a big, a big stamp for go-go during that time, because that has longevity right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did we not just see the legendary? Glenn Close. Yeah. Legendary actress. Yeah. I think she's from Connecticut. Yeah. Glenn Close shouting out EU, shouting out Sugar Bear, shout out the Backyard Band, shouting out the DMV. And then in her gown, okay, got up and did, yeah, did the, the butt. <laughs> did the butt. Okay. Did we not see Taraji P. Henson and DC, Regina Hall? This girl. DC girl. She, she Both of them DC girls. But yeah. what I'm saying is they're on B E T awards. Yeah. On the main stage. Doing the butt. Look, it was just such a it made me proud.
1: Yeah.
0: It made me really proud because the impact that we have, we don't get enough credit for the impact that we have on music. And you can put those songs on to this day, and people gonna bend over and do the butt. <laughs> well,
1: when, when, when I saw them actually dance on um, on the BET Awards and actually dance to the butt, I kind of like got mad at Taraji because it just took me back to when we was in school and mm. she, she didn't answer me when I asked her to be my prom date. So I got, I had a little flash. Oh,
0: are you still scorned? <laughs> are you still scorned? You should have took her to the Go Go. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, those those moments definitely, you know, make us uh, proud and 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 it just shows how far we've come with Go Go Music. Um, And even with Go Go Music, uh, with our artists, our hip hop artists, there's been so many artists from D.C. who have taken taken our, our music right and packed it up with them. (laughs) and and brought it to that national platform as well of course wale you know wale being one of the bigger artists that really put on for the city in a way where everybody was singing it everybody was rapping it everybody was like oh what's that what's that sound and when you hear stuff like that you know they're going to want to researching like oh what's go-go music okay that's a dc thing oh i didn't know it could sound like that (laughs) oh i thought it well i thought it was just this no there are so many different styles
1: and i respect wale for um for what he did as far as you know taking the go-go music to you know other sides of the world so people can be exposed to it and Um, the bands yeah the bands like crazy um when it comes down to it, it was like, you know, Backyard jumping and doing their thing. is um, jumping and doing their thing. EU jumping, doing their thing. And then you got artists artist like Wale. You got an artist, like I said, like Anthony Hamilton. You got a few oh. like CeeLo Green now jumping into it. Raheem Devon. Uh, Raheem Devon, big ass to my little brother. Love him to death. Yeah. Um, you got other artists that are like the embrace of go-go music has been on such a high uh, mm-hmm. right now. And speaking of which, CeeLo Green actually just recorded with um Belladonna, the backyard. Mm-hmm. Sure Belladonna.
0: yeah. It's my ladies, my well,
1: ladies doing it. We're gonna get to the ladies. Definitely. Uh Junk band and uh Think TCB. So, wow. you know. You have a whole lot of uh, artists. Snoop Dogg just recorded with Red, Red Essence. Essence. Yes.
0: I, I was actually on uh, Red Essence website and the first thing that came up was like Snoop and their song together and the video. They have a video and everything. Yeah. And for Snoop to jump on, you know, these are, listen, these are not small artists yeah. that are embracing our sound. So, you know, when you have a Chuck Brown, Who has definitely, who definitely had longevity, was definitely a pioneer in this. And then you have you move forward with EU Sugar Bear, you had Trouble Funk, and then you get into the if you ever listen to these bands, you see how it evolves because then you have Backyard Junkyard, Northeast Groovers, and you can listen to all three of these bands, Mm -hmm. and they all have a different sound, but it all still cranks. Yeah, (laughs) it 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 it's, it's. it's a feeling. Yeah. And it's something that you really have to um you really have to experience. And I just keep telling, telling folks that like, yeah, you gotta get it, you gotta get a junkyard CD. And you gotta put that in and vibe
1: out. When you sit up and you think about somebody like Snoop, Snoop um Snoop didn't want to record his stuff and send it. Snoop came to DC, got the studio with Chucky Thompson. Much love to Chucky Thompson. Got in the studio with Chucky Thompson. With uh Andre white boy Johnson, with uh Killer Cow the animal, uh with Red Ass's Band got the studio with it, and then also came and did the video with the right. band, you know. And it's like it's like you said, it's a feeling. It's not just it's not just music. It's not just a sound. It's a feeling. Once once it hits your body, boom, you're locked in. And
0: you know what? I was thinking about a lot of the um I say now, you know, my son's generation, my son is is fifteen, he'll be sixteen. And just like all of the dances that they're doing and you know, all these different little TikToks and all that, like even go go music had and we're and of course we know the butt, but, but-, but- we had our own style of dancing too, and yeah. battle dancing, of course. Um, beat your feet, yes,
1: beat your feet, kings.
0: Beat your feet, man. I will say, I was not a beat your feet pro, but I could, I could, I could do a little two step with the rest of them. I, oh. I, I believe I knew what I was doing. You The heat i <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> I did my best, but that's what I'm saying. Like, sir, these these dances, y'all ain't got that on go go dances. Okay, these battles was something serious in the middle of the go go.
1: Yeah, and the Beach of Feet Kings, I, I would love to see them kind of like start off that whole chain in the go go because they would come in the party and go crazy yeah. off of, off a of TCB. Off of uh, yeah. A, uh, ABM and M-A-B and X-I-B and uh, uh, every A-A-O. Everybody, all, all the bounce beat bands. And the, the crazy thing about it is the generation of the bounce beat is what the generation of crunk or trap is to hip-hop music.
0: I was about to say, you will have to break it down when it comes to so the bounce beat era of Go-Go. Mm -hmm. was something that um i say the younger generation definitely embraced a little bit more uh, because you know you're coming from rare essence junkyard even even backyard um Mm -hmm. you know you have the horns with rare essence you have instruments you have all of that and then you get into the, listen, I don't know all the instruments, okay? But I definitely can feel them drums,
1: <laughs> you know, with, with Backyard. You know what I mean? I and was then, saying the bounce. The bounce kind of like ran from Backyard. Into. Yeah. Came from Backyard, TCB, um, uh, TOB, all of it. I mean, the, the bounce is something that you got. A little grimy a hit with. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little grimy. It's like, you know, you put the blender on slow, medium, or fast. Well, the bounce beat, you put it on what the world is. Extra, <laughs> Extra fast. Extra fast. <laughs> and that's what you put the blender on. You put the blender on what the world? And, yeah. and, and you let it go. But it was so it was so much and it still is so much energy in the room with it that if you can't move your body like they do, you stand back, you watch and you know what I'm saying? It captivates your mind because the bands are gone and the people are just cranked up with the band mm-hmm. and the feet are gone. The hands are gone. The head is moving. You might see some pull the hood over the head. They, it's, it's a, it's a crazy pop lock type.
0: I thought she was about to say and drop and drop <laughs> pop, pop lock pop lock
1: and it, drop it. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this is all coming and stemming from the bounce beat. And for the bands who play and crank up the bounce beat, you gotta love them. And I love yeah. them. I love them to death because. You got to have that adrenaline rush going. And now mm-hmm. it's like they didn't did the, the slow joint, the slow bounce. The slow bounce is kind of like chopping the screw. It really
0: is. And it, like I said, go-go music continues to evolve. And one thing about our bands and one thing about go-go music is that it was very important. It was a very important um, tool within our community, especially yeah. within the black community. You know what I mean? Like we address so many issues um, and, you know, rest in peace to Mayor Marion Barry, who embraced Go-Go, the community, loved Marion Barry. And he really um, stood on, you know, the music mm-hmm. and really helped to push our Go-Go bands further where we would, you know, our Go-Go bands would play in different parts of the city. Yeah. Our go-, go, you know, and it wasn't like a thing like, oh, we can't have go-go bands here. We can't do, you know, no. It was embraced within the community, and that was one thing that we we've always had. And so when it came, you know, when a situation happened um, in in a part of the city where we played our music outside, you know, this one establishment was playing go-go music and then there were complaints about it they wanted to turn it off and this this one establishment always played go-go music as a matter of fact you you as soon as you come down georgia avenue or come you know up florida avenue like you hear our music you can go right across the street and get some pictures taken, actually. <laughs> you know, you had an old picture booth across the street. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> you wanna you wanna see a community come together, you wanna see a community unite and stand up and speak out for our culture and our music. Try to try to silence us. Yeah. And and that's just what happened. And it was such a beautiful sight to see just. Hundreds and thousands, listen, everybody came out to say, no, don't mute DC. This is our history. This is our culture. And this music is here to stay. And when I tell y'all, baby, they marched. Okay. We had a whole go-go in the middle of the city. Yeah. <laughs> and there was just something
1: to remember. The backyard band. I love them for. A simple way that when you when you look at the pictures and the video from that night, when I got to see Backyard Man in the middle of U Street, mm-hmm. right in front of the Reeves Center, and when I saw Big G holding up a DC flag Man. In, in the middle of the street, and to see Thousands of people in the middle of the street with no drama. No, 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 nothing. Just partying. On.
0: Partying. Coming
1: together. Yes. I mean, shake a hand. I mean, we can't do that now due to, you know, COVID situations. This was, yes, this was before COVID. Yeah, this is pre-COVID. But to actually see that whole positive air with nothing go down and it was so amazing i mean probably close to ten thousand people
0: yeah that's what i'm saying it was <laughs> it was a sight and i just remember someone had taken a video they were in one of the buildings and it was almost like okay you're trying to silence us well we're going to make more noise and we're going to play our music yeah. and we're going to have our live bands out here mm-hmm. playing the music and we're going to have folks from not only uptown, not only northwest dc, but from all over the city and surrounding yeah. <laughs> areas. And okay, dc, maryland and virginia coming I together.
1: They, I think they did one thing they didn't think that they was going to do. They woke yeah. they woke up a whole lot of other bands who had stopped playing
2: mm-hmm. and
1: came back together like northeast grooves. Mm. Like uh you got Donnell Floyd left and got out, but still familiar and still going. You you got uh, DC Vibe Band, who is like all over everything. You got Trouble Funk warming up in the studio, putting out a new record. EU putting out a new record. Ray S's got a new record coming out. Um, COB got a new live album coming out. So, you just sat up, and you thought you was doing, you know, us uh, injustice by stopping the music of GoGo at that that sector that
0: intersection right there. And that just speaks to gentrification in d c, which is an issue that definitely impacts the go-go community, oh, no okay, doubt. because a lot of the places where we could go to enjoy, you know a go-go we could go to hear our bands play they're no longer there yeah they're no longer there you know anymore
1: and that's the scary thing about it but it's like um now trying to find an innovative way by with the streams popping off you got a lot of bands doing live streams and it's been coming off good um but but then you have the mayor who has actually been kind of like uh, jumping in to helping us by sitting up and giving that stamp with Gogo music being the official sign of DC it kind of like opens up, mm-hmm. up the doors
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, Juicy Fried Chicken Buttery Bun Unmatched Pickle to Chicken Ratio yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispie. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the mayor's office definitely embraced the movement. And it wasn't like, and let me be clear, when, when we did the whole Don't Mute DC. There were a, a few marches. There were, <laughs> there were a few that happened, but one thing that the city did not do was shut it down. Nah. One thing that the city, because they, I believe the mayor's from DC. Okay. Shout out to Mayor Mur- Muriel Bowser. Um, and so she understands the important, the importance of our music. And so it was something that it was just a beautiful sight and it really like you said it woke up it woke up a lot of the sleeping giants in go-go music yeah. to really come back and and put new music out. And one thing that I do have to um highlight are a lot of the women in go-go.
1: Yes.
0: The women uh, what would go go music be without the ladies
1: I, I think we'd okay. I think we'd be lost I think we'd, <laughs> I think we'd, we'd probably,
0: they definitely keep y'all together
1: <laughs> we'd be lost. Yeah. keep y'all I mean, on point you look at when it comes down um pleasure band who still has one of the most the plain. number one go go Christmas, Christmas song ever <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Big ups to the pleasure band. Yeah. Um, from pleasure band to even their uh kunga player who's now still playing, but she's playing with Bella Donna. Those ladies are when I say black girl magic, black don't crack because those ladies right there, they've been doing a few things with the black girl's magic um situation. They've done the Candy Center, I want to say like three or four times
2: mm-hmm.
1: with that. Um, they musicians. Okay.
0: Yes. These ladies rock out all from keyboards. All to, all yes.
2: Things.
0: Drums. Yes. The lead mic, just everything. And all you know, shout out to our beautiful singers. I remember one of the uh, first times I heard, um, Miss Kim. Shout out to Miss Kim. Yeah. When I tell you she sings down and the first time I really heard it on the radio, it was like a, a record that you know. If you hear a uh, uh, Anita Baker, or you know, you hear Tony Braxton, or just it, it just flowed, and she sounds so beautiful. And her song was more popular than the yeah. original.
1: Yeah. Oh, eh, eh, eh
0: like I don't really know the words, y'all, but pieces of me, yes, pieces of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pieces. Of people, of you know, we don't know the titles of the songs, we just know the lyrics. A lot, a lot of people <laughs> and we don't barely know, know that. <laughs>
1: what they gonna be like, what the world was that? No, it was pieces of me. Ash- <laughs> Ashley Simpson. Yes, it and, was definitely Ashley Simpson. Yeah, yes, Actually, it was Miss Kim. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was her song. But what's so crazy is when when she sat up and Ashley was lip syncing the song and got booed. (laughs) Got booed, booed, like boo. boo. Where's this cam? Yeah. Yeah. And then it turned around that Rare Essence went into the studio two days later and said, I. We're gonna record this joint but we're gonna do it live mm. they did it live and when they did it live it cranked yeah it, it cranked. Yeah. so vicious because they went to the studio was going to do a studio version of it but andre white boy johnson said nah we're gonna do this live they recorded mm-hmm. it live got that joint live i said i think they they went in studio boom we turn around So within the next five days, that joint, I had it live and ready to pop out on radio.
0: Okay. Shout out to Sweet Thing.
1: Must love.
0: yes. Because when we talk about uh, the originals versus the go-go version, when you hear, hello. Yep.
1: (laughs) Hello. Hello from the
0: other. Okay. I'm sorry, I get so excited like I'm at the go-go. I don't think people understand that you do this interview. I don't know why you do that. I do, but you know, I'm I'm just really excited about just go-go. You thought it was a Dale song, didn't you? Huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's sweet thing, right? (laughs)
1: That's That's back out there. It was crazy. It caught the ears of Adele's people and believe it or not, it caught the ears of Adele. It just so happened that at that point in time when it was going down, she was carrying. Mm. And she couldn't do any traveling. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? It came about, you know, it it was good time. Okay, when- reach out with the nuggets. I didn't know that. Hey, I got to get it to you. <laughs> it, was, it was good timing, but it was bad timing. Because it was time when she was, you know, Doing the mommy thing, getting situated with the baby, this, that, the and other. And she couldn't do any traveling. She couldn't do this, that the other. So ah, but right. sweet thing and backyard, that whole chemistry of that song with that young lady's voice on that song was just uh. Mm. Yeah. 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 You know, it's
0: definitely it was definitely so. That's why I say said, shout out to the women in Go Go. Rest in peace to Maisha.
1: Yeah. Mation hip huggers and Shelly P. Shelly P was another young lady on GoGo and uh Shelly P uh Shelly P passed away I want to say probably uh I want to give it like about four maybe five years ago mm-hmm. um she was another female voice uh much love to KK Chuck Brown's daughter KK absolutely rapping young lady um big ups much love going out to uh Kiki, who was with CCB, who was with RE, who's now chilling, doing her hair thing, mommying up. Um, Miss Lady Natasha, who was with Dynasty Band, who was doing stuff with DC Vibe Band, who's now doing her own business. Uh, But left their mark. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Michelle Blackwell, who was with Subtle Beast. Yeah, Beast. Uh, Beast. Beast. Uh, What band? And she did a little bit of time with no, uh, with uh, who else? With uh, familiar with uh, nine and one. She done her own thing, and she's been in the studio crafting. Um uh, who else do I got? Pam from um, let it flow. Uh, it's some ladies. There's so many incredible
2: ladies.
0: women in go go. Hey, and you know, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest things that. I would say that happened in recent years is that because we are speaking on the importance of go-go music, not only in DC but within our culture, Black culture, right? Yeah. Is we are starting to see more documentaries. Yes. We are starting to see, you know, more spotlights. I know TV One had a documentary, um, you know, on go-go and. Just the journey and the evolution of it, and to see it like on that platform, it was like, gosh, this is our story, y'all. It's like, fine, not finally, because we have definitely been, you know, making our mark. We can go, 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 bands could go overseas, okay? Yeah. yeah, and and get and still get checks. Yeah, so yeah. let's be clear about that. But but to really highlight and and show the importance of go go music and the impact that it's had on um on DC. And on the community was just something that we all are proud of. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. The the Godfather of go-go Chuck Brown in Osaka Japan, one of my greatest earpieces of uh Chuck Brown that I love to listen to. Um, to listen to uh Rare Essence play in New York City, to listen to Northeast Groovers play. In uh, Miami, Florida, to listen to backyard play in the House of Blues in Los Angeles, man. You know, oh, let's uh, not get it twisted. I've, I've,
0: I have definitely go-go's in LA and Atlanta in Dallas, like in different places. You would think, like, oh, it's not going to be too, you know, it's the go go band is going down. No, it's still packed. It's that, still packed out. People are still rocking out. And yeah. that speaks to it because some, some artists now, like we talk talking about hip-hop artists, we're talking about R&B, whatever. They can go to different cities and not pack out yeah. the venue.
1: Definitely. You won't yeah. see that. You won't see that. And, and it was one Northeast Groovies event. I'm going to bring this to, to, to the ears right now so you can just picture it in your mind. Close your eyes and think about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Think about a venue that would hold anywhere between 1,500 to 3,000 people. And this venue being packed before 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Mm. That was the Northeast Groovers party at the DC Tunnel. Oh, man. Yeah. The Tunnel. DC Tunnel. Man. Yeah. That would be, and Northeast Group was one of the first bands to ever do that by themselves. I got one. I got one. I got one for you. What's that? What
0: about outside venue? RFK Stadium. RFK Stadium. Yes. When JY, they had on their ties. (laughs) First of all, Junkyard's performances have always been... They got dance moves. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> They're coordinated. Definitely. They got singers.
1: <laughs> but, but, but you got somebody like Bugs running that forefront. Yeah. You got somebody like Bugs. Here's the thing. If you had a bad day and you just wanted something in your ears to listen to, so take it all away. Bugs would do that. With with accurate, actually, the, the junkyard band will do that. Um, it's no, it's yeah. nobody, it's nobody like Bugs, and you said this. Every every band got their own style. It's nobody like Bugs. It's nobody like Rapper. It's nobody like Big G. It's nobody like James Funk, like Andre Whiteboard Johnson. It's nobody like Sugar Bear. It's nobody like Big Tony. It's definitely nobody like the Godfather, Go Go Chuck Brown. Hmm. So, when you sit and you think about a, a a party with the junkyard bang in your ears and you're on a treadmill, the treadmill is going to be like, wait, what's going on here? What's what? you, <laughs> you right? running faster. Yeah. One of
0: them things. You were just running faster.
1: Right. I love
0: it. I love it. And so, in your so to bring this home, you know, where do you see go go music headed? Because for me, I just got a a new jolt of energy. Even seeing, I'm still on a, a <laughs> I'm still on a high seeing Glenn Close do the butt. Okay, but just to know that that to me that's like, oh yeah, we just we really just scratching the surface now. Oh oh oh, y'all ain't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, where do you see GoGo Music going?
1: Well, anytime you have the 44th president recognizing the godfather of gogo chuck brown mm-hmm. anytime you have somebody like glenn close and oscar winning actress not uh, recognize gogo music um it's nowhere to go but up it's only uh the, the the propel is going straight up and it's i've been telling everybody this for a minute like we're almost where we need to be, but we gotta keep pushing. And this um the microscope has been on Gogo so heavy with one um when Chuck Brown passed, how the Grammys recognized the godfather of Gogo Chuck Brown at the Grammys. Um yeah. when it came down to um even Nelly. Doing the verses, him and Ludacris showing love to the godfather, go go Chuck Brown, and the go go music, both of Mm -hmm. them because Luda had his situation that he had rare essence perform him on the MTV Awards. So it's so many things that has been uh, uh, a light scope that's been bringing a brighter scope to go go music, and I see it going in a higher way soon we're going to get that nomination. We're going to get that Grammy. We're going to get that, you know, Oscar for Go Go Music being in a film. We're going to get that uh, BET award, that Soul Train award. We're going to get somebody that's going to get an NAACP award Um yeah. f- or, or something.
0: But And that's what I was about to say. Yes.
1: Yeah. It takes- that's
0: exactly where I would like to see Go Go. evolve you know into this this genre that is rolls off the tongue just like you would say hip-hop just like you would say r&b go-go is right there with it we need to be in more movies we need to have um artists you know shoot they need to be on stage with Beyonce and all of them you know what I mean like I want to see more um artists embrace Our bands, not just take our sound or not just mimic our sound, but actually get with our bands, get with our musicians, because these are talented individuals. And so we need these platforms.
1: We already got the streets named after some folks. We got the street named after Chuck Brown. We got the Mm -hmm. street named after Lil Benny. Uh, Okay. we We already got that moving. So, you know, now it's like, you know, much love to, again, Big G uh, in The Wire. Did his thing in The Wire. Did his thing in 12 Years a Slave. And is continuing to work. And he will, G will be rehearsing lines
0: and then have to go do a show.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: he's he's still working.
1: Yeah. So, you got it. The light is there. So, now we just got to keep pushing and we can't stop and we can't just let it go to, you know, one avenue of Don't DC. We're we're pushing beyond that. I, I got a little something that I'm doing with a one of the council members, Councilman McDuffie, mm-hmm. um actually speaking on the, you know, a bill that they're actually doing to help a lot of the bands out now that's kinda like haven't been able to perform since COVID.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's like right now the music is recognized in in an abundance. So all I do, all I say is, you know, keep burning, keep burning the midnight oil. You know, if you happen to be somebody that's in a band and your band hasn't been recognized, feel free to send me your music. Let me hear it. Let me see. No,
0: Rico time. gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a very enlightened enlightening. Is that the word that I'm trying to use? That would Discussion. Be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been real enlightening. No, <laughs> no, but it really has. It's always great yeah. uh, to talk about go-go music, the history of go-go music and how it really, how much it means to our city. And the DMV as a whole. I'm sorry if I'd separate it, okay? Because I'm a DC girl. So sometimes I just, I got to separate it. DC all the way. I mean, it that way. It, it, but it, we love the DMV. Yeah, we love the
1: DMV. <laughs> but it just happens that way. You know hey, uh, I got to say yes. much, love, much love to my man, A-plus, and big ups to uh, the entire staff at uh, Radio 1, of course.
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Radio 1's For the Culture Podcast, The History of Black Music. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe for future and previous episodes wherever you listen to
1: podcasts.
0: I'm Vic Jagger. And
1: I'm DJ Dirty Rico, saying see ya!